This is a Hot Pie Original. Welcome to our podcast, Stop Self-Sabotage. I'm Pat Pearson, and I'm going to share with you today some of the research and work I've done for over 30 years on the whole concept of how do we get what we want. Every one of us wants something. You know, we want to be happy. We want to be successful. We want our relationships to work. We want to be healthy. And we have those wants and we sometimes get in our own way. We trip ourselves up as we're racing to the finish line. We self-sabotage. This podcast is focused on those mental health issues. We're going to be having lots of different people interviewed, lots of different topics. But today, we're going to start with the foundation, and that is how you self-sabotage. First of all, we've got to ask ourselves, what is self-sabotage? How do I get in my own way? So I want you to understand that many self-sabotages are unconscious. That happens to young people. It happens to older people. It happens to rich people. It happens to not so rich people. All of us do it. The question is, how much does it get in your way? So we're going to look at that today. And how we're going to look at that is we're going to look at goals. I want you to think of two goals that you really want to have happen in the next, let's say, year. One personal and one professional. Focus, take a minute, focus on those goals, think about them, maybe even write them down. Those goals are the reason that you get up in the morning. They're the reason we are motivated. It's what we want to achieve. It can be all the way from a new, a new home or a new relationship or a better body, uh, more money. All of those are under this umbrella. So you think about what you want. And we want to talk about for the rest of this podcast, how are you going to get it? Or are you going to get in your own way? And if you get in your own way, how do you do that? How do you self-sabotage? And more importantly, how do we turn it around? So self-sabotage is the unconscious ways we trip ourselves up. We make sure we don't get what we say we want. So how can we change that? Well, I talk about a deserve level. Deserve level is your, your beliefs and feelings about what you deserve in life. And you have a deserve level in every important area of your life, in your love life, in your health, in your career. So your deserve level has to do with what I want and what I believe I want. If you get something that you really want, but you don't believe you deserve it, you throw it away. So the deserve level is the, is that unconscious glass ceiling that we put on ourselves. Nobody puts it on us but us. And self-sabotages are the way we regulate our deserve level to keep it within a range. It's like a temperature control, a range that we really want to have and achieve. So deserve level, as I said, is the unconscious beliefs and feelings about what we want. And I want to talk about the four qualities, four psychological issues that make up your deserve level. Number one, your belief system. Number two, your self-esteem. Number three, your self-confidence. And number four, permission from your past. These all go together psychologically to create what you believe you deserve. 
and your deserve level stays there until you challenge it. And if you don't believe you deserve it and you get it, like I said, you give it away. You get that great job and then you don't like it anymore. You get in a relationship, you find everything wrong with them and that you want to be out. You lose 40 pounds and you put back on 50. These are self-sabotages. We're going to talk about, first of all, your belief system. I want you to think for a minute about beliefs. Beliefs are like the glasses you put on. It's the way you see the world. Our beliefs have been structured by all the experiences we've had, by our culture, by our parents, by our schooling, by who we're in love with or who we're married to. All these create beliefs and beliefs become that part of you that sees the world in that way. Um, there's an interesting research by Shad Helmstetter, who is a great psychologist. He wanted to find out beliefs around getting what you want. And he focused on hearing no. And he found out that the average, healthy, all-American person inside hears 150,000 no's in their childhood. On the other side, they only hear 50,000 yeses. So every time we start to go towards something, we think about why it won't work. We tell ourselves no now. So our beliefs. Two important points in beliefs are, number one, energy follows thought. Whatever you think about, it creates energy. I can make anybody depressed. You know, all I have to do is isolate them, put them in a room, make them watch TV all day and feed them junk food. And believe me, in 48 hours, they will be depressed. Why? Because, you know, they're, they, um, they're stuck and they get more and more uh, down because of that. And we've seen a lot of that uh, with a pandemic. We've seen people feel uh, depressed. We've seen people feel anxious. We've seen all those mental health issues skyrocket because they've been limited in their, in their mobility. So number one, under beliefs, energy follows thought. Okay. So if you think negative, you're going to get negative. If you think positive, it certainly p- positions you to get more positive. And the second point is that whatever you think on, you get more of. So whatever you focus on expands. And all the research shows this in terms of longevity, in terms of health. If you focus on negativity, you get more and more negative. So energy follows thought. You create energy by what you think. You can take yourself down, build yourself up by what you think. And whatever you think and focus on, you get more of. So I want you to take a minute now. And if you have a piece of paper, write this down. Think about those two goals I asked you to have. Okay. One personal, one professional. What are your beliefs around those goals? Do you believe that you can achieve it or do you get negative when you think about it? So is there something that you're saying to yourself that's getting in your own way? Beliefs are very, very important in this area. So jot it down. Think about it. What do I believe? Do I really believe my goal is possible or do I have a lot of self-criticism and negativity that comes up around that? Okay, that's the first step. Now we're going to talk about the there are four qualities under four under uh, your des, uh, deserve level: beliefs, 
self-esteem, self-confidence, and permission from your past. Go through all of those. As I said, we just finished talking about beliefs. Okay, you're thinking about your positive belief about your goal and your negative belief. And you've got both usually when you set goals. The reason that New Year's Eve goals don't work out is that you don't deal with the negativity that's there. You just say, okay, I'm going to do this this year, which is great. It's just setting an intention. But if you don't deal with what gets in your way, that can trip you up and that becomes your self-sabotage. So the next step in the um, deserve level process is self-esteem and self-confidence. And all of us, you know, have read magazines or seen articles on one of the other of this. So you've got to have self-esteem. That's the way to move forward. It's a way to feel good. And another one will say, oh, no, 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 you need self-confidence. And um, there's even a magazine called Self. So we focused on this a lot in psychology. Self-esteem has to do with unconditional acknowledgement. Because you're a good, lovable person, I am your friend, or from parents to children, from siblings to each other, from friends to you, you are loved and lovable. And people tell you that, and you feel it inside when they say that. You feel the love. That becomes the basis for your self-esteem, unconditional acknowledgement for who you are as a person. It creates your human beingness. We are beings, human beings. Now, to be complete, we need not only self-esteem, we need self-confidence. We got to feel like we can do something. Confidence is conditional acknowledgement for performance. You do a great job and you get a raise. You make a big sale and you make a great commission. You um, take a biology test and you get an A. And that makes you feel confident. So you have to do something to create confidence. It's not just given. It isn't unconditional. It's based on your performance. So it's human doing. So self-esteem is human being. Self-confidence is human doing. Okay, so take a, take a second right now. Jot down, scale of one to 10, where are you in terms of self-esteem? 10 being the highest, one being the lowest. Just focus inside, ask yourself, what, where today do I feel loved? Do I feel loved and appreciated and cared for? And if you do, it's going to be a higher rating. If you just broke up with your, your love, it's going to be lower. So take a second, jot that down. Self-esteem, one to 10. Now let's talk about self-confidence. Okay. Same rating system. How do you feel about your ability to make things happen, to create positive outcomes? to do what you need to do to build your life the way you want it built, whether it be in your career or in your relationships or in your health. So think about that. Give yourself a rating. How am I doing on human doing? One to 10, 10 being the highest. Okay. Now, I want you to take a second and focus on those two ratings. Whatever rating is the lowest, is the one that bugs you the most. It's the one that when you're driving home at night from work or when you, maybe not driving now, but sitting around after five o'clock, you're done with work, you're done with whatever homeschooling, and you start to think about something, you start to focus on it. That is the area 
that you will be focused on the most. It's the one that, that triggers you. It's where you need to grow. And what we're looking at here in terms of our, our whole deserve level is where is it that we need to expand, expand our world, expand what we need to do. Okay. The one that's the lowest is the one that bugs you the most. So we need to fix on, we need to f- focus there and turn it around. The fourth area is permission from your past. Permission from your past has to do with those messages you picked up from your father and mother, right? And those messages have to do with what you believed. They talked to you about you. They may have said, you're the smart one, or you're the funny one, or you're the one everybody comes to when they need counseling. You know, and growing up in my family, my mother and father, uh, my father particularly, told my brother that he would lose his head if it wasn't attached. And he is a very competent, highly regarded accountant. He does wonderful work. But at home, you know, as he's grown up, he can't find anything. He loses his keys. He loses his glasses. He absolutely can't make things go. Now, that's not genetic. That's training. That's development. So in that area of of human uh, performance, where are you in terms of permission from your past? Now, to give you a real taste of this, I want you to, uh, to close your eyes, not if you're driving, of course, close your eyes, take a moment, take a couple deep breaths. <sighs> That's right. Let it out. Let all the feeling just come out of you. And I want you to think about, I want you to think about your two goals that you have. Okay. Bring that to your mind. And I want you to bring your father in the room, whether he's alive or not alive, it doesn't matter. Keep your eyes closed. Pretend that you're talking to him and tell him your goals and listen to what he says to you about your ability to make those goals happen. Okay, now I want you to bring your mother in the room. Tell her your goals and listen to what she says to you about your ability to make those goals happen. And now I want you to bring a significant other, husband, wife, best friend, girlfriend, boyfriend, doesn't matter, whoever's important to you. Bring them here, tell them your goals, and listen to what they say about your ability to achieve them. Okay, come on back, take a deep breath. And I want you to notice that those messages are still playing in your brain. It's like an old time radio in the back of your mind that is tuned to one station. And it keeps going over and over that station, a digital loop. Think of it that way. And those messages are under the surface, but they shape what you believe you can have. When I was growing up, my mom believed I could do anything. She said, I'd say something, she'd go, a girl, Pat, go out there and make that happen. You can have it. 
My dad, on the other hand, was a little more skeptical. He wasn't so sure I could make money as a, as a psychotherapist, as a speaker. And he would say to me, why don't you just go get a real job? So I had two messages going in my head. Maybe you do too. One was supportive. One was contradictory. And it depended on what I listened to, depended how I felt. If I focused on that, I can't do it and became critical and negative about myself, put myself down. I wasn't very productive. On the other hand, when I learned that I could pivot and choose something different, that I could have more of what I wanted by listening to the messages that motivated me, then I felt better. My energy changed. So what we've done right now is we've gone through your deserve level. We've talked about your beliefs, positive and negative about your goals. You've assessed yourself and come up with your self-esteem and a rating, one to 10. You've assessed yourself and come up with your self-confidence, one to 10. And we've talked about, and you've had the experience of going inside, asking your parents about what they thought about your goals. So you can see who supported you and who didn't. Now, this whole mix of things becomes what we work with to make sure you don't self-sabotage, to make sure that you get what you want. And while we do that is by understanding self-sabotages. There are five of them. Number one is resignation. And that means that we give up before we start. We, we think of our goal, we get excited about it, and maybe we start take steps towards it, but then we stop. We stop ourselves. We see an attractive person in the grocery store we want to meet, and we talk to ourselves about how they wouldn't be interested, they won't like me, I'm just bothering them. And so we let that, that opportunity pass us by. Or we get an off- offer from a, a new career. And we don't think we can do it. So we resign ourselves to staying where we are or in a marriage or a relationship that isn't working. And we go, I can't date. It's too hard out there. I'm just going to stay in this and suffer. So we resign ourselves. We give up before we take the risk. That is number one self-sabotage. Not number one in frequency, but it's one of the five. And we're always doing one of these five. Or, or multiple if we're sabotaging. Number two, we get what we want. We get the girl, we get the job, we get the boy, we get the job, we get, we get the money, we get the health. And now, because we don't believe we deserve it, we throw it away. We don't feel worthy of it. So we make sure we give it away. We pick uh, a part of relationship. We decide the job really isn't for us. Uh, But once we have it, we're not happy with it. We have to throw it away. Third one, settling. We settle for less. We say we're always a bridesmaid, never a bride. We never reach the goal we really want. But we get close maybe and we say, okay, well, that's good enough. I'll settle here. I'll just take this. I want to make $100,000. I made 70. Okay. So our goals become a compromise. We don't let ourselves fully have what we say we want. We settle for less. 
then we have denial. We just deny that there's anything problem. You know, we just minimize it. We, you know, we uh, deny it. We don't think it's important. We diminish it. We distract ourselves from the issue. We run away from it. So we deny the, the goals that we have. We say we want it, but we don't take the action. We have the dream, but we don't do anything to make the dream happen. That's denial. And then the last one is kind of a catch-all. It's called fatal flaw. Fatal flaw is a personality characteristic that snatches defeat at the last moment. It's starting to run across the finish line. So it's, um, it's an anger issue. You know, everything goes well and you blow up and you, and you leave the relationship. It's a narcissistic issue, which means it's all about me and you're not in the equation. You know, as long as you praise me, I'm happy. But once you start wanting something for you, not going to work. Um, it's, um, it's an addiction issue. Could be, could be alcohol, could be sex, could be whatever it is, you know, could be, exercise. It's whatever gets in the way of getting what you want. So fatal flaw is that characteristic that the last moment, make sure you don't reach what you truly want and you don't get what you deserve because of it. These are the five sabotage strategies that keep you stuck in a box that won't let you have what you want. So I want you to think about that. Okay. Resignation, throwing it away, settling, denial, just won't pay attention to it, and a fatal flaw. You know, something that comes over. That's not just once. That would happen multiple times in all these areas. So pick the one. If you self-sabotage, what is it that feels familiar in that? And if you don't, well, that's great. But I guarantee you, you know someone who is. And self-sabotages are the thing we worry the most about with our friends and loved ones. We worry that our dad smokes too much. We worry that our brother drinks too much. We worry that we'll never find the right right husband or, or we worry that we'll never find uh, a mate. So these are the worries. Self-sabotages are what we worry about. So if you worry about anyone in your life what you're concerned about is they won't get what they want. And you don't want that because you love them. So we have to look at what these are. You know, when I'm doing seminars and I'm talking about this, people come up to me and they go, oh my gosh, this is, this is so my brother. <laughs> this is so, this is so my friend. Um, or this is so me. How do you know? How do you understand this in my head? Well, it's from years and years of being a psychotherapist and talking to people. So go inside. I want you to pick one or two of those sabotages that, that sing your song, jot them down, and we're going to look at how to change that. All right. We've all gone through it now. You have some of your answers on your sheet. So let's talk about how we turn it around, right? We know that we self-sabotage. All of us do it, really. I mean, it's, it's a human issue. The question is how much and how much does it hurt you? How much does it get in your way of getting what you want? There are four ways we can turn that around. Number one is self-talk. Number two is self-nurturing. Number three is self-release. And number four is self-support. 
This is a combination of, of elements that helps you get what you want. So today I'm going to talk about self-talk and we'll come back on another day and talk about the others. But self-talk is really important. Self-talk is that chatterer in your head. Chat, 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 you know, all day, every day. You know, you look in the mirror and you go, oh my gosh, I look horrible. Or, oh my gosh, hey, you know, that, that new, uh, that new whatever really worked. So we're constantly assessing and talking about and predicting what's going to happen to us. We all play amateur psychologists, meaning that we think about something and we tell ourselves how it's going to go. Maybe you have a blind date. And on one side, you say, this is going to be great. I'm really going to have fun. I can't wait. He seems like a really nice person or she seems like a really nice person. And I want to be with them. So that's going to position you in one way. On the other hand, if you start to think, oh my gosh, what did I do? This is horrible. I never should have taken this risk. And you give all the negatives, that's going to lean in another position. So all of us, do this. We do it when we go to the doctor. We do it when we meet a new person. We do it when we have a job interview. We do it when we go home at Christmas with our parents. We go, oh my gosh, this is going to be horrible. And guess what? It pretty much is. So we've got to be able to take charge of our thoughts. And how do you do that? Well, you learn that essentially you are creating your reality by what you focus on. Remember, beliefs, whatever you focus on, you get more of. So it's important psychologically and for your own mental health to be in charge of your beliefs, to be in charge of what you say to yourself. Too often, we go to the negative, we get critical, we, you know, we beat ourselves up much nicer to other people than we are to ourselves. So there's, there's three steps that we need to understand in terms of taking on self-talk. Now, where would you take on self-talk? Well, you would take it on when you want to turn around, lack of permission from your past, increase a positive belief system uh, in terms of what you believe you can achieve, up your self-esteem or up your self-confidence. So this is the way that you start crafting essentially a new you. All right, so here's what I like to suggest. Many people have heard of visualization and affirmations. It's been around for a long time and it works. Absolutely. But, you know, in affirmations, a lot of people say to themselves, I will, or I can. The problem with that is that many times there's this inner critic and you say, I will do that. And they go, no, you won't. You know, you won't. What are you talking about? You know, you won't go out there and exercise, for goodness sakes, you're lying on the couch eating potato chips and that's where you want to be. So that critic reminds us that we're not going to achieve what we want. And it pretty much takes out our energy. So the statements about I, I will, I want, I can don't work as well as this statement. I want you to start using the words because words have power. They empower you or they take you down. I want you to start using the words, I choose. I choose to go out there and exercise today for 20, my, 20 minutes. I choose to believe I can find the right person for me out there. 
I choose to learn what I need to learn to make sure that I'm good for this next job. I choose. Choose has power in it because you know you're capable of choosing black or white, you know, this color or that color, you know, you know what you want and you know you can choose. So it puts the power back in you, not out there in the world. I choose. And then you need to say these three things. You need to believe what you say. You have to believe it. You can't fake it till you make it. That's an old phrase out there. The people who quote, faked it till they made it, made it because they believed in it. Not because they were faking. Because what you believe is what you achieve. So you got to believe what you say in the I choose statement. And you got to feel good when you say it. It's got to lift you up, you know, and you can feel it inside. I choose to believe when I'm online dating that there's a good guy out there for me. I choose to choose healthy foods and, and know that I'm going to, to lose the weight I want. So it's positive. It makes you feel good, right? So I choose positive statement and you got to believe it. If you say something too big, and you even say, I choose, but you don't believe it. There's a part of you that's going to go, come on. Yeah, right. You've, you've said it 150 times and it's never happened. So think about your two goals. Let's craft your new statement for yourself right now. Okay. Put, I choose in front of a statement about your goals. I choose to do 30 minutes of exercise a day. Right. Then when, if we were working together, I would say to you, okay, do you believe that statement? You go, yeah, not sure. Well, then we don't have a good one. You got to be able to, to believe what you're saying. So maybe you could believe 10 minutes, two times a day, and you start crafting it to make it doable for you. And then what I'd say is, do you feel good when you say it? Yeah, I feel good because, you know, I'm doing something, I'm moving and moving is good for me. And I feel good that I'm taking care of myself. Well, okay, now we have a statement that's going to work. Sounds easy, but the operationalizing of this is not so easy because we trip ourselves up. We say things we don't believe, and then we wonder why we don't achieve them. I choose. Got to believe it, and you got to feel good when you say it. That's the way we want to do it. Post, get a post-it note, put it on on your mirror, put it in your car, put it in wherever you go in life. And that will carry you to getting what you want. Thanks for listening. You can find more episodes and all other Hot Pie Media originals baked fresh daily at our home on the web at hotpiemedia.com, the Hot Pie Media YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts.